really think we're going to find a pilot here that'll take us to Alderaan? Uh, most of the best freighter pilots that will be found here only watch a step. This place can be a little rough. I'm ready for anything. Welcome, everyone, from across the universe to the Wampa's Lair Podcast. Star Wars is for everyone, so pull up a chair, get comfortable, and join the conversation with your hosts, Carl LeClaire and Jason Hunt, here in the Wampa's Lair. Welcome back to another exciting episode of the Wampa's Lair Podcast. This is episode number 383, Source of Mayhem. I'm, as always, one of your hosts, Jason Hunt, and with me, the Max Rebo to my figure in Dan, we've got <laughs> Carl Clare. Oh, I love that beautiful blue elephant. Oh, <laughs> I could not be more pleased. <laughs> I thought you'd be happy with that one. I am unbelievably excited for this week's episode. I have been when we when we decided we were going to do an entire month of Star Wars music. I knew we needed to do something where we talked just explicitly about all the wonderful source music in Star Wars. Yes, so, it's it's good, and you were right to be excited, Carl. Uh, <laughs> I sat down and started to make my list, and I was like, "Oh, this is good. This is going to be good stuff. This is really fun stuff." So I'm very excited too. Uh, you're. I am feeding off of your excitement through the Skype machine. <laughs> yeah, and in case you're wondering what source music is, in case you don't know what that is, which I'm I'm sure most of you do, if not all of you, but source music would be any sort of music that's played in the movie that's also heard by the characters within the story, right? So um, not soundtrack music per se. Like, you know, when we hear the Force theme playing, the characters aren't hearing that. But when we hear good old Max Rebo and his band, you know, kick out a good number, that's music that the characters are also hearing. So that is what source music is. So we're going to look at that. Um, I'm pretty sure all of mine, yeah, all of my music from this week is from the movies. Um, I know you've got at least one piece that's not from a movie, which I'm excited about. Because um, there's just so much, there's so much good source Star Wars music out there. Um, so I'm excited to to dig into some of that. Uh, uh so to figure in Dan into that <laughs> didn't, <laughs> didn't really work. <laughs> um, but before we, yeah, no, this is going to be very exciting. I, I mean, I hope so <laughs> before we <laughs> hop into the list though, uh, just a couple of quick reminders. Um, obviously as most of you know, we have our musical mayhem bracket tournament going on still on Twitter. Um, hashtag TWL musical mayhem every day of the week. We're, We'll be done probably next week. Um, but again, just if you have a Twitter, log on, vote every weekday. Um, and uh, yeah, we're almost down to our Sweet 16. I think we're already in our Sweet 16. So we're we're so, plugging away. Yeah. It's down to the Elite Eight. Yes. So. Yes, that's right. We're down to the Elite Eight. Um, so moving along, um, just another quick reminder as well. We're doing a Musical May giveaway. So if you would be so kind as to rate and review the podcast um, in the iTunes store, um, all you have to do is write a review and you'll be entered to win a um, a New Hope special edition two CD soundtrack. Again, these, these came out in 97 for the special editions. So all you need to do is write a review in the iTunes store. Um, shoot us a quick email with what your iTunes username was. You'll be entered into the raffle to win that prize. So... Very simple to to get involved with that. 
Indeed, indeed. So please do that. We'd really appreciate it. Uh, and there's also something else you were going to give away if people left us a review uh, on iTunes. That's right. This- yes, if you write us a review in iTunes, um, just shoot me. Also, shoot us an email um, with if with your mailing address, and I can send you a Wampus Lair magnet for your refrigerator or replacement limbs. Um, <laughs> you know, in case you're like Luke and can't hold on to them. So, or or grievous, you know. Yes, or grievous. Just you know, stick it anywhere. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> General Grievous will run and hide like he always does. He's a coward. Indeed. <laughs> uh, although we will be able to track him because we have the magnet on his back. Um, <laughs> I was going to say but, but I'm not sure he has one. Um, <laughs> anyways, enough about magnets and General Grievous. Uh, are we ready to dive into source music, Carl? One last thing um, before we do the source music. So uh, I was uh, I was really fortunate to have a friend of mine join me earlier this week to record a podcast episode um, about the heroine's journey, specifically in light of the character of Ray. Now that our sequel trilogy is out, its story's been told. Um, my friend Lori is a uh, she has a master's degree in um, feminist storytelling, and um, I can't remember all the and as well as like theater arts and something like that. She has a theater degree, a master's in like feminist narrative and storytelling um, and is very well versed on the heroine's journey. Um, She and I had a conversation about kind of uh, Ray's journey a couple of months ago and I loved what she had to say. So I invited her to be on the show and uh, we recorded earlier this week. So I'm going to put that out on Sunday. So if you're curious at all about the heroine's journey, specifically in relation to Ray in the sequel trilogy, you might want to check that episode out. Um, this coming Sunday. Uh, Lori is brilliant about this stuff. I love, I mean, I'm very much just the learner in, in the episode. I get to ask her the questions, fill in some of the star Wars facts. <laughs> um, but other than that, she, she does a brilliant job breaking down what the heroine's journey is and, uh, and how Ray kind of completes it. Um, which I was really happy to hear how, how it is kind of brought home in episode nine. Um, and she even points out, this is what I was just sharing with Jason, which kind of blew my mind, how Ben Solo even is on a heroine's journey, um, which was really awesome to learn about. So, um, yeah, so if you're interested in that at all, that'll be dropping on Sunday. Yeah, and if you're like me, who's been hearing all about this heroine's journey and not really knowing kind of where to really get, uh, you know, common knowledge information, you're going to be very excited about this like I am because I'm like, I just need to know. I need to know so I can understand. And uh, so I'm, I'm looking forward to this episode dropping on Sunday um, because I, I, I want to understand and I want to have a, a working knowledge on this sort of thing, especially as it relates to uh, Ray, Star Wars, and beyond. Uh, so yeah. I'm very excited about this. Yeah, and the thing I appreciate is, is I mean, it's, it's a very, you know, just um, – kind of general look at it it's not super in-depth um right and uh you know i mean it's it's not meant she's not coming on to be like an academic uh thesis here it's just more of a fun conversation so everything is relatively basic and straightforward but um yeah it was i didn't know what to expect when we sat down to record and by the end of it my mind had been blown three or four times and i was just so darn excited so um yeah so, plenty of Wampas Lair for you this week. Oh, indeed. Indeed. Uh, but, of course, we've barely begun today. Uh, we got some fun source music for you, ladies and gentlemen. Um, Carl, do you want to kick things off since you've got uh, one more honorable mention than I do? <laughs> yeah, yeah, I keep breaking the rules. Um, so, yeah. like uh, So, my first honorable mention um, actually comes it's it's one of the only pieces of source music in the sequel trilogy but mine comes from the last jedi and it is the track canto bite love this piece of music and it's really funny because when that score first came out i actually really didn't care for this particular song um also didn't really particularly care for the canto bite stuff in last jedi um i've really come around to 
really enjoying it and appreciating what it's there for. But I love I, this piece of music. Um, it's also very different. I mean, th- there's definitely some hints of the Cantina band in there because we've got such um, heavy steel drums. Um, but the steel drums are really what's driving this piece of music. Um, I think I mentioned this not too long ago on an episode, but um, at my last job, there was a steel band group that one of my coworkers had started. And, and I really learned an appreciation for steel drums and, and the the kind of like wonderful music they can make. So I think that was the first thing. As I got to hear that band more at work, I was like more and more drawn to the Cantobite music. But the thing the Cantobite song makes me think of is it feels very Caribbean, right? Um, there's something very Caribbean with that steel drum. Um, there's actual kazoos being used, which I think is just really fun. I love the fact that we've got kazoos in a symphony. Yeah, it's awesome. <laughs> um, but the thing about the Caribbean sound that made me feel like it was also really fitting for Canto Bite um, is Caribbean music, right? Like it makes me think of like going on a cruise, right? going down to the Caribbean, hanging out on one of the tropical islands there, which to me is something that only rich people can do. I sure, I sure can't afford to do it. Um, I mean, I know that I know that people with moderate means are also able to do that and you can save for it, but right. It just, it makes me think of like a rich sound in a lot of ways, even though it's a, it's an indigenous type of music. Um, but most of those indigenous cultures aren't particularly wealthy. Um, but it makes me think of, you know, a fancy vacation, which of course Canto Bite would kind of be a representation of. I mean, it's it's a it's where the the rich and the wealthy go to play. <laughs> so I thought it was really neat that we brought this kind of very much an earthly sound, right, with this Caribbean sound. But um, just my own sensibilities makes me connect the Caribbean to an expensive vacation. <laughs> so something that the rich and famous can enjoy. It's also funny to me. It's like this this piece of music actually kind of cracks me up a bit because it is very posh and rich and you're at a fancy casino and everyone's in ball gowns and tuxedos and that sort of thing. And you got this this piece of music that's just sort of kind of impishly undercuts everything. Um and it's just like yeah, this is just this is all ridiculous. <laughs> um his face. Um you know, it, it's it cracks me up. Honestly, the the music cracks me up when paired with the visuals and the the, the setting of it all. Um, because you know, like you've got freaking kazoos in a posh, you know, tuxedo party environment. Um, I, I I don't know. It, it it cracks me up. So it's a good pick, and I like it. So good. I'm glad you do. <laughs> yes. Uh, what is what, so? What is your first honorable mention? My honorable mention own? is actually coming from the uh, Clone Wars movie soundtrack, um, oh. and it's a very short piece, uh, and it's called "CD City Swing." Um, I don't know if and, I have that. Oh, if you don't, I can get you a. I, I know. YouTube. It, yeah, um, but, I don't um, think they have the Clone CD Wars S- movie soundtrack on Spotify, so. Ooh, well, let me let me pull that up on YouTube for you. Uh, but CD City Swing is the second track that is played in Zero's Palace, um, and we it, s- we used to use it on the podcast. Yes, we did. I had it uh, for one of the things I, I forgot. What 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 is I? We used to play it. Remember, we, for for a time there, we were giving like intros to the episodes right before the yes. episode would start. You'd give like a quick, "Here's what's coming up on the Wampus Lair," and that was the piece of music we would have playing under it. Exactly. That's what it was. That's yeah. what it was. So I I've enjoyed this piece of music for a long time, um, and I was just so happy to have a reason to bring it back yeah. again. Um, but it's it's sort of this big band. Uh, you know, piece of music that really kind of cracks me up a bit. Uh, and it's, it's just a lot of fun. Um, so I've got that link to Carl. So whenever he's ready, he'll play it for us. Here it comes. And that's it. <laughs> so good. Uh, <laughs> and 
it's just a fun big band kind of swing piece of music that I gets me excited and makes me dance in my chair. So, um, and, and it plays for those of you who are interested in where it's playing in the movie. Um, it's actually a little bit muted in the movie, which is disappointing, but it plays, uh, right as Padme is arriving to speak to zero. So. Yeah, I love that. I can just hear you coming up on this episode of the Wampus Lair podcast. <laughs> yeah, no. no, that was a, that's a great piece of music. I love it. It's so, I mean, that is quintessential big band. Yes, it um, is. Um, and, and when I get to mix big band and star Wars, for whatever reason, that really works for me. So, uh, yeah, it just, it makes me happy. I love it. <laughs> that's so good. I'm glad, I'm so glad you picked that. Me too. All right. What's your other honorable mention, sir? Uh, my next honorable mention comes from Return of the Jedi. It's called Ewok Feast, Part of the Tribe. Just a very uh, percussion-heavy piece of music here. Here it comes. Oh, yeah. Here we go. Woo-hoo. Set the mood. Um, this is obviously the music that's playing um, – you know, in the village as, as Han and Luke are brought in and 3PO is brought in on his throne. Um, and, it, you know, it kind of goes into when they're accepted as part of the tribe. I like this piece of music a lot because it just it sounds very native, right? I mean, the, the Ewok population was inspired by the actual Native American people that lived in Northern California Redwoods, um, which I believe the name Ewok comes from the name of the tribe that lived there. Um, if I'm, if I remember correctly, they, they weren't called Ewoks, but their word Ewok was like worked into that particular tribal name. Um, but yeah, I like this, this piece of music a lot with, you know, the percussions and the horns that are played in it make me think that they're like actually blowing through like an animal horn, right? Like it's like some Ram's horn or something. So it's just, it's very earthy. Um, and, uh, yeah, I don't know. It, it just makes me think of like a group of people coming together at a campfire to tell a story, right? Which is exactly what's happening on the camera. Um, so, yeah. And oh, like these so- these little like flute statements, they're just very fun and flighty and very Ewok, right? Like, okay. Oh, it's good. It's good. And I, I like it. Um, it's a fun little piece of music. Uh, but I also like that you picked it because it's not something that people are normally going to pick for a piece of source music either. It's it's sort of one of those sleeper sources of music, you know, source music. So yeah, uh, yeah, it's a yeah, it's a it, good. I like it. Yeah, it just always makes me want to like you know bob my head a little bit, sit down to a campfire, and get ready for a story. <laughs> so yeah. <laughs> um, yeah. So all right, well, let's dive into our actual list then. All right. What do you got number first for five. us? Number five. Um, well, the, no, no discussion of source music would uh, would be happening without this piece of music, uh, and that's going to be Cantina Band. Number one. Number I love this piece of music. It's a fun piece of music. Uh, and the the bass line in this piece is what always ends up getting me. Uh, it's fun. It's funky. It's playful. Uh, the whole piece is just is just a you know a, a really fun uh, thing to to enjoy as a Star Wars fan or just someone who likes a, a funky little ditty. Um, <laughs> and I. I had to include it on my list because it really is one of the things that made me actually pay attention to kind of source music in the first place, especially in these movies. But I put it up number five because it is so well known and so overplayed in discussions of, of source music, in my opinion, a little bit. Not to say it's not good and doesn't deserve it, but it is the first piece of music everyone goes to when you talk about this kind of thing. And so that's why it's my, my number five and not higher. Sure. 
Well, like, um, listen to this B section, right? People never pay attention to this part. It's so good. Sorry, I just yeah. I love the second section of the the song so much. It's so fun. Yeah, I know. It, it's all. It's all. The whole thing is good from start to finish. Um, and this is the reason why I enjoy source music so much is because of this piece. But it is so used in the community that that's why it's number five and not higher. So I love it. Yeah, you know, Jason. Here's something shocking. It's actually not on my list. Um, I'm not surprised, actually, for yeah. you. <laughs> you know, in some ways, like, of course I love this piece of music, but it's kind of kind of for what you were just saying, right? We hear it so much that I kind of wanted to bring in some other things that don't get talked about as much. That being said, I'm very glad that you put it on here because it, you can't, almost like you can't talk Star Wars source music and not bring up the Cantina Band. Exactly. Um, but yeah, I mean, I all the things you said, it's just, it's so fun. I mean, it's, again, like another big band piece of music. Um, I was actually reading through some of the liner notes today as I was preparing for this and in the liner notes for the A New Hope score, it did say like uh, George Lucas's direction to to John Williams for this this part of the movie was think of a Benny Goodman piece from the 1930s, but make it for outer space. <laughs> so and that was kind of what inspired both both pieces of the Cantina band music. So, um, yeah, yeah. Oh, that's great. I love that you got it on there. It's good. It's good stuff. Um, all right, sir. What is your number five? My number five comes from – I have a very Return of the Jedi heavy thing, but this is also from Return of the Jedi. Um, <laughs> it is that classic hit, Yub No. I heard going to this. <laughs> Oh my god, I love this song. It's so good. And I I especially love the Ewok singing version of it. Yes. Um, cuz in the original 1983 release, right? It's 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 human voices singing it. They are singing it in Ewokese, but it's still English or it's still like human voices. So I love that this is from the uh the complete score four CD set that came out, I believe in 94. I should have checked my facts, but I'm pretty sure it came out in 1994. And you got this version where it's just the Ewok singing. Um, and uh, yeah, I mean, this is such a fun piece of music and it literally is a song of celebration. Yeah. Um, right. You know, I will, I, as much as I love Yubnub, I, I will forever be in the, the camp of preferring the victory celebration piece, just cause I think it's a, it's a better orchestral piece of music to wrap up the saga. Um, but this is just so fun and, you know, again, kind of what I was just saying with my last piece of music, again, it's, it's, it starts very much with a percussion and flute heavy type of music, which again, just gives it that very native feel in my opinion. Um, but I love that the Ewoks are singing in this particular version and they're singing in their language. Um, and that's kind of what makes this song so powerful to me. It's 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 the Ewoks telling their story. It's them singing about the epic adventure they just had and their victory, right? Like it just, again, like grounds you in that sense of mythological storytelling, right? All these, like the Odyssey and the Iliad, they're these long poems. They're songs of celebration, songs of adventure. So you've got these Ewoks singing the tale of what they just accomplished. And it's one of great celebration, um, so I just, I love that so much. And I know that there is an English translation of it. Um, so actually, oh no, wait, I think I actually have it on this computer. Give me one second. Um, my friend Mike hooked me up with the, the score to the Ewoks movies. And I believe on that particular soundtrack, they had like this version of, um, yes, the Ewok celebration with multiple different forms. So I think... 
right, so there's an orchestral version. That's it in, like, you know, humans singing Ewok. But I think there's a... That's the one we just heard. Oh, no. Nope. Sorry. I'm sorry. I thought there was a version where they sang it in English. I apologize. There is. There is. I, I, because I do remember hearing one where, you know, at the end, they celebrate the love. Yeah. It, and all of the versions go into that, celebrate the love. Um, yeah. But I could be thinking of – I don't know what I'm thinking of. But I know that there's a version where they do sing it in English and it's nuts. <laughs> uh, and the words are very ridiculous. Um, but yeah, anyway, that's that's just why I like it. I mean it's, it's a fun piece of music um, telling this story of adventure. So, yeah. And that's no, right. Like I, I appreciate that. That is not in, in English. I appreciate it that even though it's sung in a native tongue, literally a made up native tongue, you still get the feel of it, right? Like it, it, it just shows how universal music is. You don't need to know exactly what they're saying to know what they're feeling. And I love that. Yeah. Um, one of my favorite experiences with this piece of music, and I, I believe it's the human voices singing the Ewok translation version. Uh, so not this particular version, um, but it, that was one of the pieces on the loop that was played on the original Battlefront game when you went to the uh, Cantina Arena and got to just battle all the different heroes together. You know, you, you picked one of the heroes from the game uh, and you fought in Moss Eisley. Uh, and it was, you know, the, the music wasn't the, the normal Star Wars music. You had the Cantina band. Um, I'm pretty sure they had Lapty Neck and Jedi Rocks and this and, you know, other sort of music like that as you fought, you know, Anakin, Obi-Wan versus, you know, Vader and, you know, Palpatine and Boba Fett and all that stuff. And it was just funny. Um, and I, I remember playing hours on that mode, um, listening to that and, you know, that kind of stuff. Um, so, yeah. That's awesome. I never knew that that, that existed in that. Yeah. In that uh, original, so cool. the, the original Battlefront game. So, yeah, uh, it's been a long time. So I might be misremembering things or maybe it was the original Battlefront 2. It was one of those, and I don't remember which one. I'm sure there's people who, you know, listening who are yelling at me which one it is. Um, and I wish I could hear you, but I can't. Um, so, <laughs> but yeah. So yeah, that was that was a lot of fun. Um, are you done with that? Ready I'm for me to move on yeah, to number four? Ready for yours. Excellent. Number four. Um, and we're gonna need that link that I sent you. Okay. This is a piece of music. Um, that is not from the films. It is from Star Wars The Old Republic, which I've been playing quite a bit of recently. Uh, and so I just wanted to highlight one of the fantastic cantina pieces that they've got. And this is my favorite of them. Average Brown Wookiee. Oh, this is so good. It's pretty good. Star Wars like has got about a dozen or so different cantina pieces. Because uh, every planet you go to, you've got a cantina that you can visit. Uh, you know, it's your rest mode and, and things like that. But um, they've got, I, I want to say it's at least a dozen different cantina pieces and and this is my my favorite by far uh average brown wookie it's you know it's got that you know it's funk it's disco it's star wars it's it's really just kind of hilarious and awesome (laughs) and i love it so much um i haven't had a 
you know, a ton of time to enjoy it. So I can't like break it down and everything, but it's just so much fun and it's funky and I dance in my seat every time uh, <laughs> I listen to it. So quick question um, is, yeah. is the old Republic something different from nice of the old Republic? Yes. Uh, Star Wars, the old Republic is the uh, online MMO. What does um, that mean? A massive multiplayer online game. Okay, so kind of like World of Warcraft? Yes, it's the okay. Star Wars, uh, the latest Star Wars version of that. So gotcha. uh, Knights of the Old Republic um, and Knights of the Old Republic 2 are self-contained games that the Old Republic is based on. Um, Got it. The Old Republic is sort of based on those stories set, I want to say it's like 300 years later or something like that. Um, so... I forget the timeline on it, but it's set afterwards. Um, and so you get references back to those, um, but it's a, it's a different story. Awesome. Okay, cool. I've not played either ever, so I really – I catch a lot of flack specifically about Knights of the Old Republic. So I know KOTOR is like some people's like flesh and blood Star Wars love. So Yes, um, yes. I'm just not a big RPG person. That's why I don't think I'd enjoy it. Fair enough. So. Uh, and I am. So. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> I know. You got D&D tonight, so I get it. <laughs> Indeed. Uh, Indeed. Awesome. Well, I love that. was such a – I'd never heard that before. So thank you for <laughs> bringing that into my life. It's awesome. You're welcome. Yeah. You should check out uh, – if you – everybody out there, if you haven't, you should check out the uh, Star Wars The Old Republic soundtracks. Um, there's the official just – regular soundtrack and then there's another one that's music from uh star wars nights of the or star wars the old republic um and then this is from that second disc if i remember correctly but uh they're all on youtube so check them out and there's some great pieces of, of regular star wars music and then there's some really fun cantina music and this is my favorite of them so that was great i loved it yeah all right uh what is your number four sir well, I, I, for whatever reason, can't seem to leave the, the realms of Episode Six: Return of the Jedi. And uh, we're going to go to the, the original MTV music video from Star Wars, Latinek. It's, I'm not gonna lie. Yeah, it's so fun. I, I am not shocked at all. This is on your list. <laughs> yeah. So, and, and any of you who might be listening right now, if you've never actually seen the original 1983 cut of Return of the Jedi, you might not know this piece of music. So, this is the original piece of music that is being played um, while uh, Ula is dancing for Jabba right before she's fed to the Rancor. This is obviously the version I'm playing. The version that was on the album as well is 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 kind of like a almost like a concert suite of it, right? It's um, it's we, the full piece of music, right? Yeah, we just get a tidbit of it in the movie, um, but it is neat though. Like so, right when the prequels came out, we got a music video on MTV for Duel of the Fates. Um, but the very first time we ever got a music video from Star Wars was actually the song Lapty Neck, and it was on MTV back in 1983. Um, but yeah, I mean, I just like this piece because it's 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 sultry, it's sexy, like it's something very different. Um, for instance, like from uh, you know any of the Cantina band music we'd heard, um, I just really enjoy it, um, and I love that it's sung in Hatties, right? Because in Jabba's palace, Hatties is the native tongue, right? It's not basic, right? You don't speak basic in Jabba's palace. You don't sing in basic in Jabba's palace. It's Hatties <laughs> and. Um, I really like it. And again, I know there's a version out there where somebody sings the lyrics in English um, because they were written in English and then translated into Hatties that were then recorded. 
Um, mm-hmm. I'm, if I'm not mistaken, John Williams' son may have, I think, actually wrote this song. Um, one of his sons. I think so. Yeah. Uh, I, and I know one of his sons was in the band Toto, so it might have very well uh, been that one. Yeah, John. Yeah. Or Joe. Joe, yeah. So, so again, yeah, I should have... Yeah should have researched a bit better um, and, and, and been able to give that fact. Um, but I'm almost positive that it, it's John Williams' son who wrote this particular piece in all aspects of it, the lyrics as well as the music. Um, yeah. yeah, I just, I, again, I just love it. It's fun. Um, there is a nostalgia factor to it in the sense that this this particular album used to be on a lot at my cousin's when we were playing Star Wars. So, um, And it was just so different from all the other pieces of music on there. So it always stood out to me. Um and and I think it fits so perfectly in there. There is a little bit of that element of big band in a way. There's a little bit of a swing to it, but mm-hmm. there's like this is also a song that you're meant to dance to, right? Like it's it's for Jabba's dancers to get everybody excited, you know, in the in the palace. So indeed, no, and it's a great piece of music. And I, other than like seeing it in clips, I have never actually seen this in the original cut of the film um because as i have said on the podcast my introduction to star wars was the special editions and this was not in there so however uh that being said i have come to really enjoy and love this piece of music and i kind of wish there was a way to get laptinek and jedi into a cut of the film so yeah like both of them so and uh well I'm going to move into my number three because my number three is Jedi Rocks. Oh, yeah. I had a feeling that might be in here. Uh, <laughs> give me just one second. I should not pretty. Yeah. Blip, blappity, bloop. Where are you? I know I've got you. Here we go. No, no, no. Oh, Uh, ladies and gentlemen, uh, <laughs> <laughs> I don't know why I love this piece of music. It's funky. It's it, it kind of rock. It rocks, especially the second uh, portion of it. Um, I've always enjoyed the piece of music. It's just fun, and it gets me up, and you know, dance around to it, and I, just, I bob my head, and it's it's just a lot of fun, in my opinion, and. Uh, and I really enjoy it, and I think it works fine in the movie. I know people uh, occasionally vehemently disagree with that, but I think no, it works really good, and and I I think it works fine. I don't I don't think it's out of place mm-hmm. in Jabba's palace. Uh, now we can have differing opinion on whether Laptinek is works better or not. I don't know. I don't really care that much because, like I said, this is what I was introduced to Jabba's palace with. So uh, I'm for my own nostalgia reasons. This one's going to be, you know, higher on my list than Lap to Neck. Mm-hmm. So, but yeah, I. It's that groove. very jazzy the second yeah. the second part is super super jazzy which i really like i mean there's a little bit of that big band but it's also much more rooted in jazz jazz with a with a little bit of rock yeah uh, in there and it, it's it's just a a really fun piece of music and i i thoroughly enjoy it so yeah yeah i i love this piece of music i love it on the soundtrack i've actually really come to like it in the movie um, I've been seeing this version longer than I have Lopty Neck at this point. Um, I think it's fine. It works just just fine. Um, I just I prefer Lopty Neck personally, but I think that Jedi Rocks really rocks. <laughs> so, <laughs> um, and I mean, I, I feel like Lopty Neck and Jedi Rocks are really just, you know, 
part of the same album that Size Noodles and Max Rebo's band were were writing at the time. So, um. <laughs> yeah, yeah, um, yeah. It's it's so good. I'm I, I had a feeling you'd have it in here. I'd be shocked. I would have been shocked if had you not. Um, it's not on my list, but I do really, really, really like it. Yeah. Um. Yeah. It's it's great. It's a lot of fun. It is. Um, all right. Uh, we're at your number three, sir. What do you got? Uh, I'm finally going to break out of Return of the Jedi. Oh, yeah. Cantina Band number two. I've always preferred the second Cantina Band song to the first. I don't know why. Um, well, it doesn't really matter. Music is usually just you feel what you feel, right? Exactly. Um, but I love uh, this second piece. Um, just paying attention, especially at the beginning there, the way he's playing the ride cymbal. It's very jazzy, actually. Um, again, it, it is indicative of a big band, just like Cantina Band number one. But this one has a bit more of a jazzy feel to it. Um, and oh. you can hear that on the drums more than anywhere else. And John Williams, you know, prior to getting into uh, film score composing, was a jazz musician. Right. He was a jazz pianist. Yeah. Yeah. Um, so, again, right, like this section here, listen to, I mean, it's all steel drums pretty much, you know. So, again, very, very neat um, and otherworldly in a lot of ways. Um, but the thing, actually, I was thinking about this when I was putting things together the other night. I think the reason I also really love this version is this is the song that ushers in Han Solo, my favorite character. This is this piece of music that's playing as he comes in, Han Solo, Captain. And I feel like it matches his swagger, right? The way that this, specifically the beginning of the song, the way it just kind of swaggers and moves. I'm like, yeah, this is the type of music that Han Solo would walk into. Like, it's got to be cool. It's got to have a swagger to it. Um, this, this piece does groove more than the first one in my opinion yes that's yeah yeah it definitely does um so yeah i've just I've, I've always loved this piece of music and again it's it i've i've always really enjoyed big band music just like you have um and this is just the one that that hits me every time so yeah uh, i don't have much more to say beyond that that that's my number three i mean it, it's good it's good and it 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 I think lives too far in the shadow of the first Cantina Band, but it it stands on its own and it's a very good piece of music and I I thoroughly enjoy it. Like I said, it's not on my list, but I thoroughly enjoy this piece and both the Cantina pieces are are absolutely awesome. I love them both. So yeah, yeah. So great. Well, Is it number two? It's number two. All right, uh, we're going to step out of the main saga for just a moment. Okay. Gonna hit solo and chicken in the pot. I'm gonna talk about it with you because this is also my number two. <laughs> I figured. <laughs> what? Oh, I thought you were saying something. <laughs> you say some things now <laughs> such a good piece of music i would have i would have just sat and listened to the whole rest of the piece of the music but um <laughs> you know it it this is this is good quality star wars source music ladies and gentlemen this is not just good this is high quality star wars source music this is sultry this is <laughs> real good um i and for whatever reason the title of the track makes me love it even more chicken in the pot i know i don't know the lyrics to this piece of music i wish i did because if it's talking about getting chicken in the pot and it sounds like this i think that makes it even better uh because it it cracks me up at the same time but 
uh, it's so good. It's so freaking good. And I, I can't, I can't pinpoint exactly why I love it so much, but it is, it is really good. It's got a great beat. Um, I will say I do tend to prefer the film version with the, the male voice singing the second part. Um, but I'm all, I also do enjoy the sound version that's on the soundtrack too with the, the female voice with the second part. Um, but it, it's good. It's real good stuff. And it, it got my attention from the first time I saw the movie. So yeah, it was, it was good. Very, very good. Very high up there on my list. So you got more to say, I'm sure, Carl. Yeah, I'm not much because again, I, I don't know how to speak about something I love this much. Oh, I just do. Um, <laughs> you know, it's funny because actually, I prefer the soundtrack version to the one in the movie. Um, I think they're both great. Um, I think the one in the movie's better because of that chicken that's in the pot singing. <laughs> um, like that head, like that'd be really weird if it was like this weird high pitched female voice. Um, if it fits so perfectly that it's like this low bassy male voice. Um, but what I think is also neat is with the lyrics, um, you have something. So again, in the soundtrack version, the, the, the woman who's singing, um, this one, well, no, not this one, but this one it sounds very French, right? Like I, I don't think it is, but it sounds like it's French. And then you've got this, which to me sounds very like um, East Asian. Um, and what's really neat is uh, when we were at Celebration, the uh, not Celebration Chicago, the one before that, Celebration Orlando. Um. I, I was, uh, or no, it, I don't remember what it was, but I was with Christy, um, you know, Star Wars artist, friend of Joe Hogan. Yeah, I and, think it was Chicago because I'm pretty sure I was there. Okay. Yeah. And we were trying to, Chris was trying to figure out if it was in fact French because Chris is a native French speaker. Um, mm-hmm. And he's like, I don't think it is, but it does sound like it. Um, so, yeah. Uh, so it's kind of neat kind of having these two different types of uh, lyrical sounding pieces mm-hmm. to the song. But yeah. Like you said, I mean, it, it's just, it's just fun. It's wicked sultry. I do. I think it's the sexiest piece of music in all of Star Wars, um, and it it also fits that scene so perfectly. It's, you know, I mean, as we kind of come into the moment and the song is going, you actually see like some like Twilight dancers like grinding on some other people. <laughs> like, I mean, it's it's literally sexy. Um, this is the song you dance to at the Star Wars nightclubs, right? Like, this is. This is not Jedi Rocks. Um, this is this is not Yub Nub. <laughs> you know, um, it is um, it is a very sensual piece of music, and it fits Dryden's yacht so perfectly, right? I mean, um, yeah. whereas Jabba's palace is kind of like a, it's where you go to like get drunk and high and like hang out, kind of being a bum. But Dryden's is where you go to do like the high end stuff, and you hang out with all the fancy dressed ladies and all the fancy dressed men and right. And you've got this kind of sultry, sexy music um, that chicken in the pot really captures that feeling of, uh, yeah, uh, I love, love this song. So, and I mean, and it's, it's very poppy in the way it's constructed, right? There's, there's a, I love that there's a call. There's a back and forth between the two singers and there's a refrain, right? Like, which is very poppy. You know, there's there seems to be a verse and a chorus. Um, and so we're in the verse here. But where's the... Uh... Here we go. Yeah, right? Like, this is the chorus section of the refrain. I don't know what they're saying, but... <laughs> but it's, it's so cool because it's the... It's, kind of the first time in a, in a star Wars that we get an actual pop song, right? Um, yeah. it is a pop song and I think that's really cool. It's a, it's a fancy pop song, but it's a pop song all the same. Yeah. And those strings in it really kind of elevate it, you know, to, to the fancy part, you know, and it's, yes. it's so, the, the strings are sexy in that song, the music. So the, the whole, everything about the piece is sultry and sexy and it's it's really really different and really neat to have in star wars agreed yeah i love it (laughs) um so i'm really curious what your number one is i knew this was going to be in your list so 
Yeah, but I'm glad that it's not your number one. Because um, I'm just I'm not not that I'm glad. I just very curious what your number one is. Well, here here's the thing. Um, it may not have been something that you thought going in would be in this list, but once I say it, you'll be like, well, duh. Um, by the way, I'm pretty sure I know what your number one is. Oh, um, I'm sure you do too. <laughs> I, um, but we're gonna head to the Phantom Menace. Oh yeah. We got Augie's Grand Municipal Band, ladies All and gentlemen. Right. Okay, okay. So you like that song, huh? Just a little bit, you know. It's, <laughs> it, it, it strikes my fancy every once in a while. By <laughs> <laughs> uh, every once in a while, I mean every time I play it. Um, yeah, no, this is this is a lot of fun, and it's one of those things where I feel like it sneaks in under the radar as far as source music is concerned because. It's the final piece of music to a Star Wars movie, and everyone kind of puts those in its own little category. But this is actually the parade. This is the music playing during the parade. You, you've got the, the marching band drums and horns. You've got the whistles going on, the kids singing and everything like that. Um, yes, as we've learned from uh, you know, David Collins, this is sort of an inverse of the Emperor's theme in terms of the melody going on that the kids are singing. Um, and so John Williams is being clever, but it's also source music and it is by far one of my favorite pieces of source music, uh, because it's by far one of my favorite pieces of music in star Wars. So, um, I love it. It's exciting. It's fun. Uh, you, you kind of just can't help, but get up and, and sort of march or dance along to it. It, it, uh, it's so good. Um, and it's kind of funny to have a marching band in Star Wars um, in general. And, you know, the, the whole scene is fantastic with Gungans marching down the main drag and everything like that. But, yeah, I love this piece of music. I love it so much. And I can't really pinpoint exactly why other than let's just play it again. um it's so well yeah i mean i i love this piece i also forgot that it was source music because it probably would have been on my list i don't know um (laughs) although i would have been safe leaving it off because i knew it'd be on yours um but yeah you know like you said you kind of don't think of it as source music because it's the closing track of a star wars movie um but it is i mean you've got the that's the kids that are singing in this particular track are meant to be the kids of naboo right the the kids in theed city um, we see the marching band of the Gungans. Like we see that they have instruments as they're marching down the street. Like they're they're playing this piece of music. Um, yeah. So it is in fact source music. Um, now I I was looking at the celebration music at the end of Return of the Jedi as well as a possible piece of source music, but I do think uh, that it's sort of a combination mm-hmm. of source music and orchestral score. So I didn't include it in this list because I feel like it's sort of a mix rather than straight orchestral score and straight uh, or straight source music. So it's sort of this weird kind of hybrid thing going on at the end of return of the Jedi, um, the new piece. But, um, but yeah, this is, this is definitely uh, once I remembered that this was actually source music, I was like, hell yes, this is number one. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah. It's so good. Um, I was actually so it's crazy to think that yesterday was its 21st anniversary of that movie, which is just nuts. And then as we were, you know, when this releases tomorrow, Thursday, will be the 40th anniversary of Empire Strikes Back. Um, I miss Star Wars movies being in May. I'm just going to say it right now. Uh, I so prefer them coming out in May than December. Um, 
me too, because that just means that everyone gets to take me for my birthday to go see them. So um, <laughs> yeah. I miss that. <laughs> yeah, I, I always thought like Star Wars was such a fun way to kick off the summer too. Um, you know, so I uh, I hate them being in December. I mean, they're fine. Like it is what it is. I can't change it, but I so prefer them being in May. It's just so fun because they're all like red rounding. I mean, also yesterday was the 15th anniversary of Revenge of the Sith. So, um, and then we've got the anniversary for Return of the Jedi and A New Hope coming up. Uh, I, th- I want to say it's on the 25th. Yeah, the 25th. So, just in a few more days. And um, a couple days ago, we also had uh, Attack, of, Attack the of the Clones. Yeah. So, yeah. Yeah. All original six movies, right? Kind of right in that chunk. And I loved it. Um, but anyway, yeah. No, I love that you put this on there. I'm not surprised in the least. Um, it's a great piece yeah. of music. Um, and like you said, I'm fairly certain you know my number one. Yeah. Play play the recital, sir. You got it. Java's Baroque recital. I love this piece of music. I could listen to this on loop all freaking day, and I just might. Um, oh, listen to this. What was that, Jason? Just enjoy it for a minute, Carl. Okay, thank you. like what your number one is you know what i don't care it is i love it um this was the first thing i knew i wanted to put on my like i knew this was going to be my number one as soon as we decided to do a source music episode um i i I have to say i called your number one and number two and i just did depending on your mood i wasn't sure which was going to be first and second but i laid odds (laughs) this was going to be one yeah this will always i mean unless there's something that comes out that's better i mean chicken in the pot is the most to have given it its run for its money. Um, but I just love this piece so much. And I think, again, even like in-universe, it's so cool. Um, actually, David W. Collins did a really good job just mentioning this song in a more musical way on one of his soundtrack show episodes where he was talking about the Return of the Jedi music. Um, but it is. I mean, it's called Jabba's Baroque Recital. It's meant to give you this feel of old Baroque music from, you know, uh, Western cultured music from whatever century that was. Probably, I think the 15th or 16th century. Who knows? It's something around there. It's old. It's old yeah. stuff. Uh, and I think it works so well. This is the music that's playing when we first meet Jabba the Hutt in Return of the Jedi, right? This is what's playing as the droids are ushered in. Um, and what's so neat is, in a way, it's like Jabba's posturing as if he... It's like his way of showing that he has class, right? Yes. Like he is a kingly, kingly person. Um, even if it is of the dregs of the universe, right? Um, yeah. So it's, it's cla- classical bar- baroque music was played in the courts, you know, it, the the royal courts and the the high society courts. So classical baroque music, that's where it was played. Um, common mu- common people didn't get to hear baroque music until much much later when it was you know played in symphonies and stuff like that. Uh, so yes, you're absolutely right. Jabba is posturing with this piece of music. This is this is him saying I'm fancier and more important than, you know, than anybody because I listen to this stuff, you know, yeah. uh, that's air he's putting on. Yeah. Yeah. And, and again, just even for visual, that first shot we get of Jabba and this is the music that's playing. It's just, it's, it's kind of jarring in a good way. Mm-hmm. Um, and something I noticed when I was just watching the movie the other day is if you if you look as the droids are kind of coming into Jabba's palace there, as they're coming into the throne room, you see a Rodian who's pretty much dressed like Greedo, because apparently all Rodians in the original era wore the same clothes. <laughs> um, but he's standing on the wall at what looks to be something like a jukebox. So he picked that song, maybe. <laughs> or maybe Jabba <laughs> mad and put it on. But it's it's kind of neat. It almost looks like there's a jukebox on the wall and, and uh, creatures and stuff can pick out the music they want to listen to. But yeah, I've I've just always loved this piece of music. Again, I don't have any anything much more sophisticated to say about it, even though it is a sophisticated piece of music. Other than I just love it. Every time it comes on, it just I just feel like I'm in Star Wars. It's one of those songs that does that for me. Um, you know, uh, and it, and it just it feels like it belongs in Java's Palace for whatever reason. Um, so yeah. yeah, it's it's my favorite piece of source music in Star Wars. 
Not only is it Baroque, but it's pretentious Baroque. Um, and it's good. It, it's, it's fun stuff. And I honestly, if it weren't for recording with you, this would probably be a piece of music I skipped whenever I listened to the soundtrack. But because I've recorded with you and you've used every opportunity to play this piece of music that you possibly can uh, <laughs> on the podcast, I've, I've come to enjoy it for its own sake. Um, and it, it, it'll never be on my list in these sort of things, but I, I can't help but appreciate it and enjoy it. So uh, thank you, Carl. Oh, you're and, welcome. <laughs> and... and I'm not surprised this is your number one. If you've been listening for this podcast for any length of time, this one should have come as no surprise. Um, yeah, I so. was I was initially planning to sh- sneak this track into the musical mayhem bracket, but we had so many themes that I uh, just I couldn't I couldn't force it in. I also knew it wouldn't make it past one round, but <laughs> I didn't care. Right. Um, right. Speaking of, really quick, because I forgot to mention this at the start of the show. Jason, I screwed up big time with the bracket. There's a major theme I forgot to put on there. What? Ray's theme. It's not on the bracket. I was in my notes, but when I was putting together the this, the actual like image of it, I was like, why am I not? like?" I kept missing a song as I was looking through the list. I'm like, I got this one. I got this one. I got this one. I must have just thought I saw it on there. That's why Jar Jar's theme ended up on there. His wasn't originally in there, um, but I added it in last minute because I kept like – I was like, we're – I'm short a song for whatever reason. I'm so pissed at myself that I forgot Ray's theme because that would be doing very well on there. Um, I would imagine. So, but, oh, well, (laughs) there's always next year. (laughs) Oops. Yeah. Yeah. It's it's our first time doing the, uh, you know, our musical mayhem bracket. So we're still working out the kinks, ladies and gentlemen. Uh (laughs) Yeah. Yeah. But yeah. No, this this is fun. This episode has been a lot of fun, and I'm so glad we've had an opportunity to to play around with all these fun pieces of music today, Carl. Yeah, yeah. Um, well, there you have it. There's there are favorite pieces of source music in Star Wars, and as always, love to hear what yours are. So, um, you know, uh, especially if there's something we didn't get on the list that you really like, or something. That's from, you know, a non-movie piece, right? Like kind of Jason pulling in that piece from Old Republic. I'm sure there's lots of pieces of source music from the video games we're not aware of that maybe you really enjoy. Uh, definitely love to know about those. So certainly let us know. Indeed, uh, indeed. Uh, there's always stuff out there that we are not aware of um, or just didn't even think to, to include. So if there's something out there that catches your fancy, please share it with us because we like hearing all this stuff and we like getting your thoughts and inputs um, on all of it. So, um, yeah, that's awesome. Uh, you want to run through the reminders about uh, mad, uh, musical mayhem and all that stuff before we start closing this down, Carl? Well, I mean, it's it's again the 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 mayhem bracket is going on still in um, <clears throat> on Twitter, so feel free to play along. Um, and like I said, the the if you want to be entered to win a copy of the special edition and New Hope soundtrack, all you got to do is write a review in the iTunes store. Um, so as of right now, there are three folks. Um, so uh, I will read those usernames next week in case. You haven't sent us an email yet. <laughs> we'll, we'll call you out so we can tell you who the winner is. So you can send us your address if you want the album. Um, but yeah. Um, and then next week will be our last week of musical May. Uh, it's also crazy to think that May is coming to an end. Um, where's the time going? We're all sitting at home. <laughs> um, but yeah. Uh, so next week we're going to just look at our favorite theme songs. So as yeah. the, the theme the theme bracket comes to an end we'll share our favorite themes from star wars which i'm super excited to talk about um next week uh but yeah like you said this was a blast (laughs) i love that source music it was so much fun um and i'm oh next week's list is gonna be painful to finalize i'm just gonna put that out right now um (laughs) Anyways, uh, Carl, if people want to weigh in on anything we talked about this episode, where can they do that? Well, like I said, we are uh, very active on Twitter at Wampas Lair. Um, we are also on Facebook at uh, Wampas Lair Podcast. And you can obviously send us an email at Wampas Lair Podcast at gmail.com. 
Anything else? That is it. All right. Well, thank you so much, everyone, for listening to this episode of the Wampus Lair Podcast. This has been episode number 383, Source of Mayhem. For Carl, I'm Jason, and we'll see you next time as we wrap up Musical May here in the Wampus Lair. <laughs>